You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. decided to let that play a little longer because it's Ghostbusters. It's it's for the season. You gotta enjoy it. <laughs> um, welcome, everyone, to um, our special Halloween episode Ooh. of Screening in Kingston. Um, we're live. It's exciting. In studio. This is your first time doing this, July. It is, so I apologize if I ramble. Well, no, I, I mean, that's the... That's kind of the fun of doing it. Like the I joy of live shows. We can't do any editing. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe whatever, not a good thing on my no, part. Whatever you say, you're stuck with. <laughs> It'll be on record for all of our yeah, devoted I, listeners. I've learned that the hard way yeah, already, so yeah. we'll see. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're live this week, and actually we're going to be live next week as oh, well. Yes, for the, the drive. The funding drive, yeah. So just so everyone knows, um, CFRC has its annual funding drive mm-hmm. coming up next week. It actually kicks off Friday um, and goes November 2nd to November 9th. So we will be live again next week talking to everyone about ways um, that you can uh, donate and be part of the funding drive. CFRC is a not-for-profit organization, mm-hmm. so it's kind of really important um, to support through these types of events, funding drives. Yeah. You know, these support your community. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, if you like our program and you listen, you should donate. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk more about that next week. I just wanted to bring it up now so everyone knew that that was coming up. So we'll be live again next week for the funding drive. Um, but this week we are talking Halloween. Yay! Tomorrow. Very Woo. exciting. Um, I am so happy. Are you are big Halloween plans? Are you excited? Um, we're handing out candy and nice. eating pizza. Nice. The, the best the best way and watching movies and watching movies watching halloween movies and that's that's kind of what we're here to talk about today we're gonna we're gonna break down our top 10 lists in no particular order i think i think we both just picked 10 not necessarily one to 10 no i didn't rank mine okay so uh, no rankings but our top 10 movies you should be watching at halloween plus some honorable mentions you have a second list (laughs) you have like 20 it's true i had a a short list and a long (laughs) list it was this was like trying to pick your babies it was sophie's choice for me it's well, you know, also a good movie. Um, it's 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 hard because there's so many different types of movies. Like we were talking a little mm-hmm. bit last week, like there's scary movies, but then there's also just like Halloween themed movies. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot to different to choose from there. I tried to give something for everyone. Hmm. That's what I tried to do, but. People are going to have feelings no matter what. I was super selfish and picked my favorite 10 and <laughs> said, forget the rest of you. These are the ones I like. Forget <laughs> so we'll the crowd. See. Yeah. We'll That's see. good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That's good. Um, also, hopefully people can hear us because this is live and I, I have no idea. Neither do I. It so sounds good in my, in my earphones. I have a weird echo in mine. Like I'm hearing myself in a, like twice, which is Well, that's weird. because you're hearing it. In real time. No, I know, but the... <laughs> no, I know that. No, Science. no I, mean, I mean in the headphones. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm hearing a, an echo, but I'm I'm told that that doesn't actually. You sound good to me. Yeah. Okay. Good. So long as it's coming through clearly, um, 
people people are texting me. Why are you doing that? You know I'm on the air. Uh, so, um, anyway, so tell them to text us and no, say if we sound good. No, someone just uh, no. I, I got a text saying there's no echo on the air. Don't worry about it. But it's oh good. Okay. Anyway, um, and I apologize for my coughs. Yeah, we can't mute your coughs. No, sorry. We're, we're so live. you get my asthmatic lungs this well, episode. That's okay. That, that's okay. People can people can be okay with that. Um, so we're also going to talk a little bit about um, a movie you saw this weekend, Colette. Yeah. Uh, you're not excited about talking about that? I did so. not like it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, do you want to dive into that now? Or did, no, do you we'll wanna, wait. Okay, we'll okay. wait. We'll do the good stuff first. The fun cool. stuff. We'll, we'll get to fan questions first, as we Great. always do. Um, and I was actually really happy. We've got four questions, three of which were actually Halloween themed. Yes. So people listened last week and said, okay, I'm going to send in. And then one person just decided to ignore us and sent in their own question. It has nothing to a do with A little bit of a monologue um, he sent. Well, though the movie they're talking about, it, you could argue it's tonally matching right now. Like it, like it is like a Halloween-esque sort. Not really. And we'll get to it. But anyway. Um, so let's let's uh, kick things off as we always do with yes. the fan of the show, Chris, Chris. our favorite. Um, so Chris, first of all, says I really enjoyed. So before I even finish, the fact that this begins with "I really enjoyed" is exciting. It means we have finally done something that Chris has been happy about. Halloween magic is real. Uh, this is great. Um, so Chris writes, "I really enjoyed your story about the weird actors and their issues with Halloween." Thank you, Chris. I like that story too. Um, and how Taylor is going as a box of donuts. Is that is that what you said last week? Yeah, I'm going to be a box, box of donuts, donuts when I hand out candy. So how does that work? It's actually a children's costume. Oh, like you bought the costume, like you didn't make it. Yeah, it's okay. a, it's like a box, kind of like a, you know, like a sandwich board. Mm. It's like a sandwich board, and on the front is donuts, and then I have a headband with a little donut. My boyfriend's being French fries. My friend is being s'mores, and her boyfriend's being a pop. Very so we're cool. animal okay. or we're food themed. Food themed, okay. Um, so Chris asks, um, "What are some of the weirdest costumes you have both seen?" You just listed a couple. <laughs> you think they're weird? <laughs> I think they're kind of weird, just going as food. Yeah, we had a we saw them and we couldn't say no. I saw. Um, so I don't know if our listeners, they probably knew this if they were downtown on the weekend. They had the stores were handing out candy, like kids could trick or treat at all the stores downtown. So there was tons yes. of costumes, yeah. and I saw a toilet. <laughs> this little guy, and he even had a roll of toilet paper. It was impressive. Like it was clear that it was homemade. It was really That's good. Really I wouldn't fun. weird, I guess, because it was a toilet, but amazing. Great ten points for that kid. I'm trying to think. Like I have, I don't have a great memory for this type of thing, but I know. Um, like I'm a huge fan of of costumes that are more clever. Right, like um, punny? Yeah, like puns, or like I like the idea of, of couple costumes right. where you sort of dress up as something. So um, there's a, all the hockey teams in the NHL have like Halloween parties. Right. So one of the teams um, at their Halloween party, they like released pictures, and one of the hockey players with his wife, they came as like skeletons, but they, but you know, it's like you're wearing a black sort of bodysuit right. and the skeleton's there, and it's how they announced she was pregnant because on her sort of belly area was a little tiny skeleton. So cute. <laughs> like like a baby. So yeah. like, and that's how like they announced to like the team that, that she was pregnant. So I thought that, that was like That's a nice clever. one. That's yeah. a good one. I went I hosted a Halloween party one year and a couple was Ice Ice Baby. So they were both wearing one of them wore that's good. they were both wearing white t shirts that said ice and then they held 
a fake baby? I wish I'd read this question in advance so I could have thought of this because I can't on the spot think of any costumes now that I've seen anyone do ever. <laughs> like I, I can't like, even recall a I costume. I feel like it's Halloween, so it's never weird. I'm just like, yeah, that's your costume. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't describe it as weird, but some of my favorites are interesting or, you know. Quirky. Not just a ghost. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that still the common one? You throw a bed sheet over your head and you're a ghost. I've never seen it done, but I like it. Uh, that's Isn't that uh, Charlie Brown's costume and that no, isn't weird pig, Charlie Brown? I think Pigpen is like... Is, um, well, didn't, doesn't Charlie Brown say, I got a rock, and he's he's wearing, like, a, a bed sheet with, like, a million holes in it? Is that... I know I know one of them is a ghost, and it has lots of holes, but I didn't think it was Charlie Brown. But it makes sense, because he, yeah. he always kind of screws up whatever he tries to yeah, do. Yeah, the whole point of Charlie Brown was he was... Uh, he he can't do anything right. So, yeah. so his costume is just ridiculous. That would make sense. That it would make more sense that he was the ghost. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting confirmation that Charlie Brown is, did wear. I like uh, this yeah, I texting I in like real time. This, I like this. I like this getting information from from listeners who are like, yeah, no, it's Charlie Brown. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Great. Um, next question is from Ashley, um, who says, uh, "Have you ever screamed out loud when watching a scary movie?" My top Halloween pick is The Exorcist, which makes me scream every time. I um, love horror movies, and I am often very scared by them because I am a nerd and a wuss. So anyways, I am often very scared by scary movies, but I don't know if I've ever screamed out loud. I felt like I was going to throw up. Mm. I've... um, but I must have I must have at some point screamed because I am a scaredy cat. So it's probably more likely that I scream during every movie and I just can't pinpoint one. Yeah, I've definitely like I've been in the movie theater and I've watched and been startled and made an audible noise. I wouldn't describe it as a scream, but some sort of like definitely, I've like, definitely ah, oh yeah, I've definitely girl. had that moment. Um, a Quiet Place is one that I saw um, in theaters recently that that made me jump for sure. Um, it, the movie It, which was very scary, same thing. Um, ones that make me jump constantly. I'm trying to, because once you see something, like jump scares for yeah. me are gone once you've had it once, but something that's truly frightening, like The Exorcist has some actual frightening mm-hmm. moments in it. Um, there's a couple on my list that we'll get to later that I think still scare me every time. Right. Um, that I'll still jump, even though I, I know what's coming or mm-hmm. I know what's going on. But yeah, I'd say those are some that, you know, I've definitely out loud i just can't pinpoint one i'm probably screaming the whole time probably every movie yeah probably especially during colette yeah okay (laughs) Um, it was so bad so the next question comes from kathy who says hi mike and taylor i have been really enjoying your show and have listened to all six episodes you are both doing a great job very entertaining 60 minutes thank you for that um two questions here one is directed at you taylor (laughs) so we'll go to that one first so taylor when will you be completing your homework assignment to watch apollo 13 i am anxious to hear what you think about one of the best space movies ever made well kathy must be a teacher because she is asking to collect my homework um kathy i will get to it shortly hopefully um and you'll know you'll hear it when once i've reviewed it so stay tuned Okay, there you go. There's your answer. Stay tuned. It is a really good movie, though. Like, I, you, you've got to go see it. Now I feel like you guys have hyped it up so much, I'm going to doubly hate it. Just, I mean, yeah, just go in with no expectations. 
Okay. Own with zero expectations. Don't think you're going to like it. Don't think you're going to hate it. I'm not it. even going to go in with my space movie no, expectations. No, no, just go in saying I'm just going to see what this is about. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, the question directed at me, um, I went to see a small favor. I thought it was funny and a great spoof slash satire on the old thriller style movies of the 30s and 40s like Gaslight, Postman, Rings Twice, to name a couple. The characters were well played uh, to the extreme in most satires. So I think it should be a see it, a good entertaining and funny film. So first of all, A Small Favor is not the name of that movie. It's called A Simple Favor. <laughs> so Kathy, way to get the name of the movie right. Get what movie right. were you watching? Um, and then in terms of this, like, that's fine. Like, it's, I'm glad you liked it. I, I guess my point about the movie was you're saying it's a spoof and satire on movies of the 30s and 40s. I think they did that by accident. I don't think that was the intention. Oh. I think they were trying to make a thriller dark comedy, and they failed miserably. And it comes off as a spoof or a satire. Okay. That's So that's that's kind of my point about right. it. Not that you can't enjoy this film. It's that it missed the mark. Mm -hmm. Like, it just... Unlike our conversation with Mamma Mia 2, whereas I thought that film was doing exactly what it intended to do, and some people aren't going to like that. I think A Simple Favor was trying to do something that didn't make sense. Like, I didn't laugh once. Like, saying that it's funny, okay, that's great. I'm glad someone thought it was funny, but I didn't. I didn't laugh once during that movie. And that's, you know, that's a credit, I think, to poor writing. I never laughed during satire, though. Like, you know when you, like, huh, like, you, like, under the breath chuckle? Yeah, okay, I didn't under the breath chuckle either. Okay, fair I enough. I sat there <laughs> and went, what is this garbage? That's literally what I was thinking. Like, I know I got, like, extremely passionate last week about this movie. I don't care enough about this movie to ever think about it again, but I'm just saying in terms of my point, the reason why I say it's a skip, it is I just don't think there's much there. But with that being said... I understand why some people like this yeah. movie, and I have seen a lot of people say very good things about it, mm -hmm. so that's fine. P other people will like it, and clearly Kathy enjoyed the movie. Um, Kathy also added, I'm planning to have a dance dress-up party at, and show Mamma Mia 2, and we'll expect you to dress up as Cher. That's because of my comment saying I would rather go to a dress-up, <laughs> sing-along, dance-along of Mamma Mia 2. Um, yeah, that's fine. If you I do want that, an I'll invite go. to this party. Yeah, like, I'm going to that. If that's the choice where you're like, I'd, I'd like you to either see a simple favor again or go to this Mamiya 2 thing, I would go to the Mamiya Mamma 2. Mamma too. Always. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if a small favor is a different movie that Kathy saw. If so, I apologize. <laughs> which may account for the good review. Which may account for the great review. I want to go see that movie, whatever that is. But a simple favor, I just don't agree. Um, but I'm glad you went to see it, and I'm glad that people are commenting, and I like that you're sending in a different point. And, huh. you know, if you feel this passionate about it, uh, we can talk about it. Exactly. Okay, the uh, last question is from Watson, who asked, uh, just watched The Sixth Sense for the first time. Have you both seen it, and what are your thoughts? It's on the top pick for me for Halloween. Hmm. I have not seen The Sixth Sense. I've seen it spoofed, obviously, a million times, so I know <laughs> the like, plot you know, twist. You know I see dead people. Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think the plot twist is a big part of that movie, but I do still think it stands on its own. Like, I think even if you know um, what the twist is, I think you can you can still enjoy that movie. It's not, you're not going to see it on my top ten list, but it is, like, an honorable mention for me. It's, it's definitely it's cited as, like, a definitive, more or less modern thriller or yeah. horror. Yeah. So, 
by all means, I've heard good things about it. I just haven't gotten around. And it, it is one of M. Night Shyamalan's best movies, for sure. Before um, he kind of became a meme of, of himself. Yes, and I think he's recovered a little bit. Good. <laughs> but yes, before he kind of called himself the next Spielberg, yeah. he was making movies like this and doing a very good And the twists it. were good. And Oh, yeah. The yeah. twists made sense and were interesting. Exactly. You did not see them coming. And... He did um, The Visit, right? Yeah. That was really scary. Yeah, I yeah. probably screamed out loud during the visit. The visit was kind of his return. To and I thought it was movie. good. Did you see Split? No. So that's the movie he did a year later. Oh, when also the multiple fantastic. personalities. Yeah, also fantastic I've heard real movie. great things about really it. Really good. Like if, and for people who don't like horror movies, I think it's important that a lot of the movies I'm going to bring up, I think are good movies on their own. And the right. horror is just an aspect of it mm-hmm. and split is one of those movies okay like, it's just a good movie it's a good story it just happens to be scary so cool those are our fan questions this week thank you um to watson kathy ashley and chris for sending in your questions um and please yeah if you have any other thoughts on movies that we talk about and you disagree um write in if you write in enough enough maybe we'll invite you on the show Ooh. to chat about it like that would be fun bring in some fans bring and have in a chris I would love to have Chris on this show. Chris, you have a standing invitation. Just tell us when you're available. Tell us who you are and when you're available. (laughs) Um, Just to remind everybody, you can contribute to the show by emailing us at screeninginkingston at gmail.com. You can use the hashtag screeninginygk on any of our social media platforms or just tag and direct message us on social media at screeninginygk. Um, Okay, so let's... um, Let's move on to the movie review. Uh, you yeah. saw Colette this weekend. What What did you think? Like, give us this twist here. We've been waiting to hear what you think. Okay, so I think I'm taking crazy pills because when I read the reviews, um, they're fairly positive. I think it has at least like an 86 or an 88 on Rotten Tomatoes, although take Rotten Tomatoes with a grain of salt. But um, um, <laughs> You feel like you're taking crazy pills. I have been fighting people <laughs> about, <laughs> about a Star is Born and a simple favor or Mia a too. small favor, if you will. And Mamma Mia too. since the show started. <laughs> so I know exactly how you feel. You can't yeah. My life is so much more complicated because I decided to have an opinion on live <laughs> radio. So I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. I mean, so first, my first thing is, you know, it's a period piece, a British pretty period piece because it takes place in France, but everyone talks with a British accent. And so we were talking about this off air because <laughs> I brought up, you know, is there a historic context we're missing? But you're pretty positive that, that they are supposed to be French. 100%. So it's based on a true, uh, like, the, a true story. Okay. It's about um, this famous French author named Colette who actually won a Nobel Prize for mm-hmm. her literature in the 40s. So she's a real person, and do yourself a favor and read her Wikipedia page because she lived a life. Very interesting. Mm. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how could such an interesting person, how can the movie be so boring? But um, So anyways, so she's definitely, she's from the French countryside in real life, and in the, in the film, um, there's a lot of writing because it's essentially she marries into kind of like a literary factory, um, which they don't explain. Anyways, that's another issue. Okay. So anyway, she marries into this quote-unquote literary factory, and so that you see a lot of writing in the movie, so the writing letters, writing books, and it's all written in French. So the implication is if they're writing in French, they're definitely speaking in French. But it's not, so you're saying it's not one of those like movie tropes where they are speaking in French, but they're speaking in English, but because she has an accent, So I'm just. you think it's intentional? 
like that that she just they just decided oh whatever just speak in your accent like we're not yeah i think it's just like it's just like typical period piece like (laughs) where no matter what nationality everyone's just speaking in a british accent because if you have you seen the hunt for red october no with sean connor yeah so in that movie everyone's speaking russian at the beginning and then they zoom the camera in on someone's lips and they start speaking english and zoom out so that's to tell you that even though they're speaking english they're actually speaking russian i mean the implication is that she is speaking french okay but i just i just it just just bothers me that (laughs) every time you watch a period piece no matter the nationality they're always speaking in a british accent and then like to kind of be like i don't know to be pretentious and have them writing in French in the, I don't know, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. So I found the movie, the pacing was so weird. Mm. Um, whereas sometimes, normally people's complaints are that the pacing's too slow. In this movie, it was way too fast. Like, you get introduced to these characters and thrown into this story before you have time to kind of understand the characterization, to understand um, uh, what motivations are, to kind of understand essentially what's happening Mm. so i had no emotional investment in the characters i literally did not care what was going to happen to them um i mean i i do like when um writers and directors kind of give viewers the benefit of the doubt yeah and like let you kind of like okay put the pieces together but it's a period piece so like take 20 minutes to half an hour to set up the story and the time period and like, the fact that we were just thrown into this literary factory with no explanation, no mm. background. Um, like, one of the characters goes, like, oh, he already has you writing for him? And you're kind of like, like, what? Like, <laughs> I, I, news mm. to me, too, sir. So, anyways, I, I thought pacing was super weird. Characterization was bad. Um, and it was, like, more or less boring. Just, okay. I did not care for it. And I don't like Keira Knightley. Oh, wow, okay. She's like Hollywood's period drama darling, and I think she can't act herself out of a shoebox. Like, oh, wow. One note, one note. Shots so, fired yeah. against uh, <laughs> Kira Knightley. And I, like, I wouldn't say that I'm a, a period piece junkie, but I do, when, you know, I come across a good period piece, I, mm. like most people, I do enjoy it. I love, like, entering into a different time period. Like, I love the costumes, blah, blah, blah. I, I just did not care about this story or these characters. And it's interesting because, like, as you mentioned, your review kind of goes against what other critics yeah. and anyone who goes to see this movie, like, just the general public are saying about the movie. Like, I walked out of the theater, and on purpose, I asked two women mm. who had seen it. I said, oh, what did you guys think? And they're like, oh, we loved it. Like, it, yeah. it was so interesting. Or whatever they said, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I thought the pacing was yeah. not great. Well, and I've I've had that uh, like a very similar experience with really almost every single movie that we've reviewed here mm-hmm. that I've been so so about is the people I'm with or that I talk to about it generally seem to really like the movie. Yeah. Um. I mean, again, I don't I don't know what that is, or I mean, it could be a personal preference thing. Like, if you don't like Kira Knightley, it already had maybe, a strike yeah, against yeah, it. Yeah, that might. But be. I would just say that, um, again, like. In the grand scheme of the year, like when you're looking at this year's films, this was one you could skip because it's just so mediocre. Like it's just, it's just like bland. Like I would be like, save your money and go see another movie or like rent another one of your favorite period pieces. Cause like to me, this is one that you would see and completely forget within a week. Mm. It's just so, I don't know, like it was, it was very boring to me. 
I'm going to be very intrigued to see with all the positive press around it if it's going to be like one of those movies that's nominated for every single Oscar. Maybe it doesn't win a single one. Yeah, but, but often, it'll be... Yeah, often you get those movies that are kind of bland but get nominated across the board just don't win anything the ones where you're like it's on the ballot and you're like i didn't even yeah, know this movie came know. out this <laughs> what year is this movie? Yeah. That's gonna be collect you won't even know that it yeah it came out this year i think yeah definitely skip it okay so we got a skip it rating for the, my for first Colette. skip it guys ah. is this your first skip it? yeah it's my first really? skip it oh yeah there you go <laughs> first skip it i i think i've had a couple well, you know, can't remember. <laughs> you've had the short end of the stick I when have. I just come to watch you. You like every movie you've seen versus mine when we split them off has been very uh, <laughs> different. So great. Okay, well that's uh, that's Colette. It's uh, playing at the screening room, though Taylor is saying don't go see it. So that's kind of sorry, Wendy. I don't want to turn any business away from oh, you. Oh no, but... Wendy. <laughs> when Wendy was on air, she was like, go, like don't go see Christopher Robin, and it's playing in her theater. So no, don't worry, Wendy. Wendy's okay with you uh, with you giving uh, your actual opinions. So that's go see good. one of the you know the limited release ones instead yeah and and this weekend the screening room has quite or sorry last weekend but i think there's still a few things for for halloween because i know they did rocky horror this weekend it's running until tomorrow and suspiria has an evening uh screening tomorrow so go see one of those instead of collab yeah lots of great stuff at the screening room um yeah i I can't even recommend saying go see a simple (laughs) favor over it because (laughs) i can't imagine anything being worse but whatever um okay so we're gonna move on to talk about our halloween picks what i've been waiting for for like a month Um, these are this was fan requested that we do this so so we've done this um we both have our top 10 um I thought maybe we could just walk through them and talk a little bit about each movie yeah. as we go, just for people who've never heard of it, mm-hmm. and then give a like maybe a handful of honorable mentions at the end. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, how do you, do you want to? Shall we go back and forth, or just do you want to? One of us give our list, the other one give a list. Let's do one list and then the other list. Cool. Okay. You go. You start. <laughs> Me. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my top ten movies that I think you should watch. Uh, around Halloween Um, again in no particular order Um, Saw so this is the first movie of the Saw franchise skip the rest see the first skip the rest and see the first the rest becomes the the sort of common phrase is uh, torture porn that's what people have been calling it where it's just like a movie to torture people and hurt them Saw is like hostile it came out all of those movies that came out in the mid 2000s exactly Saw the first Saw movie. I promise you is not like that. There are two or three moments of that, but like a good movie and a good horror movie, it knows how to use things um, in subtleties and in less volume to get the point across. Because eventually, once you see so much, I mean, it, it sounds bad, but you do kind of become acclimatized to it. Like yeah. seeing it over and over again, you're like, okay, this person's going to get tortured. This person's going to get tortured. Like it becomes yeah. not interesting. Saw is Saw is a like a bottle episode of a TV show. It's mm-hmm. almost completely this room with these two people who you don't know much about. Um, there's also a couple other things happening, but you know, Danny Gov- Glover plays this um, like this police officer who's obsessed with this criminal um, who he's trying to track down. The this is the beginning of sort of the jigsaw is the name of the the villain and, and sort of everything that happens. Highly recommend this movie. Definitely watch it. Skip everything else, but watch Saw. Very good movie. Even if you don't like horror movies, it's just a good movie. Yeah. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose is another one on my list. So I, you know, I, I like the original Exorcism, but then from there I thought 
movies become kind of weird, but there's two exorcism movies, The Exorcism of Emily Rose and The Last Exorcism, that I think are are fantastic. Last Exorcism, holy moly. I know, and it, it's Amazing. so good. So good. Um, shot like a documentary film. And um, no special effects. No. no. Or the, I think, what did they say? The special effects are practical special effects, so no CGI. Yeah, no CGI, no. And um, even in Exorcism of Emily Rose, very minimal CGI. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's practical effects as well. And what I really like about um, Emily Rose is it's basically a trial based on a true story of a priest who who went and performed an exorcism in Germany Germany on someone named Emily Rose. Like, it's a Mm -hmm. real story, and it revolves around this court case with flashbacks. Again, an amazing movie that just happens to have horror as, like, an element of it. The Last Exorcism, can't say enough about that movie. So good. The opening scene alone of the, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's really they follow this preacher who goes around and gives exorcisms as like a it's a trick, like he does yeah. it to to help people, but he doesn't really believe that demons exist. Yeah, and things happen from there. Yeah, but it's very this is just like yeah. he's paying for his son's like yeah. orthodontist or something. Yeah, like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is my last exorcism, yeah. then I'm out, baby. Yeah, he. <laughs> He does this thing at the beginning where there's again it's like it's set up like a documentary so yeah. they're interviewing him at the beginning and he does this thing where he because he has such control over his crowd mm-hmm. when he's when he's preaching he says to the person like I can say anything I want there I can just go through a, a recipe for banana bread and they're like no you can't and then he does does it he does this thing where he's so he's pumped the crowd up that he gets them to scream hallelujah for right. a banana bed recipe it's so good like it's just it great and great performances great performances i would recommend it yeah, too it's not on my list it. but i would definitely recommend it um finder's fee is my next movie with, i don't know this one this is not a halloween movie actually this isn't like a horror movie it's more of a thriller <laughs> okay it takes place in um a guy's apartment during a poker game oh. and it's and uh, these um this group gets together every every time there's a lottery and they play a poker game where they bet their lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. They don't know who's won. They just throw lotteries in. Maybe no one's the winner. Maybe they have a winner. What have you. Um, but it's a thriller that go- that has a lot of twists and turns in it. James Earl Jones um, okay. is in it, as well as uh, Ryan uh, Reynolds mm. um, and Matthew Lillard. Um, he was shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, <laughs> but he's, oh, oh yeah. Yes. No, I know. Yeah, he's yeah. like a character actor. He was in oh, a ton yes. yeah. in the and, 90s and the 2000s. And he's incredible in this movie. Okay. I, would, I really recommend it. If you're, if you're looking for something that's not a horror movie but still a thriller, watch Fire cool. Speed. Um, it, the new It movie that came out, um, I guess, was that last year? Last year? Um, based on the Stephen King uh, novel. Very good. Saw it, loved it. Lo- great movie. Um, Probably screamed. Yeah. Very good performances <laughs> from the kids. Um, Those kids are pretty yeah, good. absolutely. And uh, shout out to, I, I can't remember which, um, th- there's a group of brothers who, the guy who plays Pennywise, uh, he's a Skarsgård. Yeah. I can't remember which Skarsgård he is, but he's one of them. He's the less famous. He, yeah, he's the, he's the least youngest least well-known scars guard but he does a great he's job. probably i think um he'll probably become the in the long run the most famous scars guard well he's gonna yeah, i mean he's gonna if he does roles like this he will yeah you know um a quiet place is is sort of the sixth movie on my list it um also came out was that this year i think that was in february it was it was in the past year i think um it's fresh great movie um john krasinski's first 
directorial debut writing, um, writing as well. He's in it. Uh, em- his wife, Emily Blunt, is in it. Um, again, amazing performances mm-hmm. all around. A, a truly reminds me a lot of um, movies like Signs and movies that are kind of about a creature or a something that you don't quite see. A creature flick. What are they? A creature feature. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that's a, the old we're, genre. We're, yeah. We're creatures at the heart of it, not necessarily like a villain. Yeah. Um, so that's another great movie. Go see A Quiet Place for sure. Um, my seventh movie is Signs, which I just brought up. Another M. Night Shyamalan movie. In his prime. Uh, in his prime. Uh, great, great movie. Um, Mel Gibson just before... He, his meltdown. His, his meltdown. first public meltdown. His first of many. Um, and um, Joaquin Phoenix, also in that movie. Yeah, he plays a, his son? A brother. Okay, brothers, yeah. brothers, yeah. Uh, or brothers-in-law, maybe? Maybe brothers-in-law. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, another great movie um, if you're looking for something that's not, not as scary, more of a thriller with a couple jump scares. But it scares. takes place... Um, in like a farm, like on a farm, yeah, right? Yeah, like very isolated. To me, that's farm. fall yeah, and yeah. Children of the Corn. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I put a comedy on here, Shaun of the Dead, which is my number. Eight I think movie. at um, Halloween you don't you, funny yeah. is also good. If you're a fan of zombie movies, Shaun of the Dead is one of those movies that really spoofs that genre yeah. really well. It's it's um. Uh, Oh, now I can't remember his name. Simon Pegg. Yeah, the writing uh, partners. The... Yeah, yeah, Simon Pegg and, and his writing partner. They they do a great job. Really well done. Hilarious movie. Um, next on my list is Ghostbusters. Uh, the original. The original. The original. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, nothing else. Just the original. Uh, great movie. Uh, and then uh, my last movie is Seven. Have you seen Seven? Yeah, the ending. Woo. Yeah, the ending. Um, again, another movie that has torture and gruesome elements to it but does it so well like just just really focuses on here are these two police officers it's brad pitt and morgan in one of his really good roles brad pitt i think is really good in this one i I think one of his better roles that i've seen him in like they're both fantastic in it great movie and you don't know who the murderer is until the very end no i remember nothing until the end yeah it was really impressive how they've done the murder reveal Um, so just to break them down, my, my 10 movies are Saw, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Last Exorcism, Finder's Fee, It, A Quiet Place, Signs, Shaun of the Dead, Ghostbusters, and Seven. Uh, we'll put our lists out on social media later as well. Oh, yeah. Um, a couple honorable mentions for me that didn't make it, like The Sixth Sense I put on there, um, Split, Unbreakable. That's like my three movies for M. Night Shyamalan that I want to I don't to know, Unbreakable. There. Unbreakable's very good. It, it was his like second or third movie. It came oh, out okay. not too long after The Sixth Sense. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Very good movie. Um, kind of a realistic take on the idea of superhero movies. Okay. But very like grounded. Cool. Really good. Um, Scary Movie 3 is, <laughs> I put it on my honorable mention, is not a good movie. But like one, two, or three. <laughs> yeah, like the first three <laughs> scary movies are just, I don't know, there's something about them that I guess the, if I had a guilty pleasure movie, scary movie three would be it. it I know the humor is dated, but still there's just something they're about those funny. movies. Yeah, I, I, and it's also they're like the first in the re like the resurgence of yeah. spoof movies. Yeah. Um, not like in this period, obviously in the seventies, they were huge, but I feel like in this period, the early, the late nineties, early two thousands, scary movies, they were the spoof movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So definitely yeah. I, one through three, don't watch the other ones. No. Cause there's probably gets, like 30 now. It doesn't great, get good <laughs> after that. But, uh, and then I just want to give a, a shout out to Cabin in the Woods. 
that was a movie that uh, Joss Whedon um, worked on a couple years ago. And yeah. it's also kind of a turny, little bit of a different spoof on the idea of being mm-hmm. a cap in the woods and someone coming after you, too. It's just a little shout-out to them. I, I didn't think it was good enough to make it on my list, but I wanted to give a little shout-out to yeah. that movie. So that's my list. It's a good one. I don't have any um, arguments with it. I think they're all... Good. There's awesome. some I haven't even seen on the list, so check it out. Maybe next Halloween yeah. that will be my absolutely my list. Okay, why don't we break down yours? Yeah, so I have um, the craft number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, great girl gang movie. <laughs> so a, it's a great girl gang movie. It kind of hits all of my high notes. So like, takes place in Catholic school. I'm Catholic. Went to a Catholic high school. So any movies that deal with sort of Catholic themes, I like it. Um, it's a girl gang movie, so obviously great, um, and witchcraft. Mm. So, um, yeah, really good. And it's from the 90s, so, <laughs> so has, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> has that really 90s it's feel like to it? <laughs> goth, um, clueless, right. almost. Okay, there you go. That's a, that's a way to sell it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, the craft, 100%, mm. well worth the watch. I wouldn't say that it's, um, it's not really a horror movie per se. There are hor- horror elements. Maybe people would consider it a horror movie. I don't know. It's witchcraft, so take it yeah. as you will. Oh, it's not the scariest the movie yeah. on my list. Yeah. Um, the Adams Family, the first nice. one, 1991. Yeah. The, although the second one, Family Values, is good, but the first one is great. I mean, does it even need an introduction? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, Adams Family. It's yeah, great. it's a great. It's movie. good. Yeah. It's fun. It's spooky. Whatever. My third movie is Beetlejuice. Also a good one, yeah. Um, and again, I don't think it needs an introduction. That one, it, again, um, great special effects for the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I'm not, by no means, my, um, I'm not like, I don't really follow like the tactical aspects of movies, but mm-hmm. like, I would say that that's, it's a really good, like, quirky, fun, the special effects are, and the special effects makeup is really great. I mean, who's Beetlejuice with that that actor? It's Batman. Michael, Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah, Michael Keaton. You yeah. wouldn't even know that. No, who's like all. a fairly good looking man. And then <laughs> you see him as Beetlejuice. And you're like, oh, <laughs> gross. Um, and it has Winona Ryder. I am a huge Winona Ryder fan. So um, Also before one of her meltdowns. Yes. <laughs> although her meltdown. Is a little bit touchy, more understanding. Yes. And it's like, it's one of those things that like, you kind of understand that the pressures and the kind of spotlight that's on you and like untreated makes, mental illness yeah it makes it so much worse because you have to live with that in the limelight yeah. which i feel like is part of it and it's really nice that she's made like an amazing comeback with stranger oh. things like yeah. she was she honest like she was also like a meme and just a forgotten thing for a long time and yeah because she was huge in the 80s oh, and 90s yeah. i think she um well then she kind of disappeared understandably and then came back she had a hard time transitioning into adult roles because people wanted her to keep playing like yeah. that quirky yeah. teen kind of goth teen and she was like i'm a grown-up now <laughs> so i and i would argue that it's it's i wouldn't say this is like her best role but i think it's one where she really proves her acting chops and yeah. juice because the character is so interesting and different mm-hmm. and it's not it's not like one of those characters where like you're playing this sort of straightforward like you know this person's very young or naive it's like they're young and naive but she has a darkness to her she yeah. has a quirk she has a gothiness to it like it's kind of like her first layered character yeah. kind of like her delivery of the line 
I myself am strange and unusual. <laughs> like the, her comedy is really yeah, great. No, it's like good. it's just yeah, yeah. a very nuanced performance. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. super good, funny, and it's a Tim Burton. Like mm-hmm. when Tim Burton was mm-hmm. still good. <laughs> So. Cool. <laughs> okay, so so far you've taken a shot at Tim. I'm glad it's you in the yeah, live episode. I've let like, you. You've taken shots at Tim Burton and Keira Knightley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you're an auteur, can't always be good. But anyways, anyways, <laughs> um, I would. Uh, Beale just would be my number one. Edward mm. Scissorhands is another one that mm. people. But to me, that's almost a Christmas movie. But we'll talk about that at Christmas. We will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love vampire movies so this was really hard for me to narrow it down so number four if you can only watch one vampire movie this halloween watch a girl walks home alone at night Mm. um made a lot of buzz in 2014 not one that we frequently hear about now but it's it's been described as a iranian vampire western (laughs) it's really good really unusual it's black it's black and white it's completely a black and white um it's a subtitled movie, like it is considered a foreign movie, but um, just a really cool take on the vampire movie. So, again, I'm huge vampire buff, and that would be my one vampire pick on cool. this list. Um, number five, Sleepy Hollow. This is yep. the movie I'm watching um, this Halloween. Um, it kind of, again, it hits all the notes for me, like gothic setting, um, beautiful costumes, um, kind of creepy. It's funny though too. And you said it's another Tim Burton. It's I didn't Tim realize. Movie, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I would say. I mean, Johnny Depp's in it, so you know, fifty. I should have known. It's a, it's a Tim Burton Before movie. his meltdowns, we're Johnny picking. Depp? Yeah, we're picking all these movies where the actors are in their prime. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that would also be hit in his prime. Yeah, 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 in the, yeah definitely so. 1999. Yeah. Um, I think post Winona. Because they had been dating up until like '99, I think. So this yeah, is their. Yeah, so that's kind of the I think moment. This is yeah, their post yeah. breakup. They were engaged. Um, Sleepy Hollow, great. And another uh, fan, a fan favorite for me is Christina Christina Ricci. Ricci, yeah. Um, love her. She's underutilized. She has kind of had a spotty record in Hollywood, which is too bad. But she gives a really great performance in this one. Just kind of funny and quirky and dark. Love it. Love Sleepy Hollow. Um, my sixth movie is The Haunting from 63, which okay. is kind of considered the um, definitive adaptation of Shirley Jackson's The Haunting um, the Haunting of Hill House, which is currently um, a buzz in the media world because they've adapted it um, for Netflix. It's a, it's a limited run. Well, it's been renewed technically for, I guess, a second season, but um, it'll be a different family. So... Um, if you're watching The Haunting of Hill House, Hill House now on Netflix and you're enjoying it, I'm enjoying it, I'm watching it, but it's it diverts from the source material very quickly, very heavily. Um, so if you want kind of a faithful adaptation and if you want like a classic haunted house movie, The Haunting, highly recommend. Um, again, I love uh, gothic literature and stuff so anything that takes place in an old house, <laughs> like an old manor house, okay. I love and that's kind of the premise it's one of those movies where uh, the house is a character. So um, I know that sounds like a weird description, but anyone who likes gothic, um, the gothic genre will know what I mean when I say that the house is a character. So The Haunting, definitely not to miss, and, and scary. Okay. It's a, I would say that's like a straight kind of haunted house horror movie. Although some people, it's 63s audiences are jaded now they might not be scared i can tell you the book is really scary um and i also found the movie scary cool 
My seventh pick is Practical Magic. Okay. Another kind of girl gang movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Um, it's, uh, gosh, um, I'm blanking on both their names. Huge actresses. One is Australian. Sandra Bullock. Okay, so Sandra Bullock's one sister. Okay. And um, Nicole Kidman. Kidman is the second sister. So they play two sisters. And again, um, it's not a, a spoiler. They're witches. They're from a family of witches. Mm. Um, and essentially their family is cursed. The women in the family are cursed. Okay. So the movie has to do with that. And about um, it's really great because of the sister dynamic in the movie. So, you know, cool. women. I always love movies where we, you get to see women interact and uh, kind of explore those relationships. I think it's underutilized in film. So that's a really great one. And it's another 90s movie. Mm. So <laughs> really good. Um not so, um, there are horror elements in it, because again, witches, but I would say it's not um, very scary. So if you're kind of, if you're not into scary movies, um, this would be a good pick for you right. this Halloween. My eighth movie is The Exorcist. Mm. And I think our, our fan, uh, one of our fans, I forget her name, uh, Ashley. Ashley. Ashley had said that this is one of her picks and it makes her scream every time. Again, um, Yes, I think The Exorcist definitely holds up. Some yeah, of the special definitely. effects are a little bit hit or miss now because, again, we're jaded audiences yeah, and we are now. we demand sort of more uh, yeah. realism in our, our films. But I would say The Exorcist definitely stands up. I mean, it's quoted as being on any sort of list of best horror movies. The Exorcist always shows up Absolutely. and for good reason. Yeah. Like, oh, well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Uh, you can skip the re the the sequels, yeah, but definitely yeah, yeah. see the first Exorcist. Oh my gosh, I've probably screamed at that one. That one is spooky um, and really good. So if you're looking for to be scared, The Exorcist is a good one. My ninth movie is Pet Cemetery, which has a <laughs> mixed critical reception. Yeah, um, it's been considered one of the better adaptations of Stephen King because Stephen King has had a tough run of remakes some of like yeah. it's hit or miss with uh the stephen king remakes i mean carrie i'm pretty sure won an oscar or was nominated for an oscar and that's kind of if i wasn't going to put pet cemetery on the list i think i would put carrie on the list because carrie's also i think like a defining film for the horror genre but pet cemetery i just have fond memories of watching it when i was young like in elementary school with my best friend nicole and like being really creeped out and there's a couple scenes that are truly scary <laughs> and i remember my mom telling me i'm like oh i'm gonna watch pet cemetery and she went oh my gosh be be warned mm -hmm. because she had read the book she's a big stephen king fan and she said that the book was so scary she slammed it shut and threw it across the really? bedroom i've actually never read the book because i can't i don't like stephen king's writing <laughs> but um his stories are great. I just don't like his writing style. Oh, okay. Um, Jeez, so you don't like Stephen King? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't. You I don't. don't like I just don't like his writing style. Okay. I think well, his... as an author, that would be a pretty big <laughs> dig, right? Like, you know. Well, you know. So, anyways, Pet Cemetery. I think that one is, and it takes place in like a New England town. Like most of Stephen King's stuff, like it's Eastern Seaboard, fall. I feel like it's really misty mm. all the time. It may not be misty, but. That one is a very, I would say, it's my atmospheric pick. Cool. Pet yeah. Cemetery. Atmospheric pick. Nice. And then um, the, my last movie, the 10th movie, but definitely not the least, is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right, the original, right. not the remake. The original, yeah. Um, that was on, uh, I think, two years ago. You know how NBC is doing all of these live the adaptations? Live. I don't yeah, know what you no, want to call don't them. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 
the Rocky Horror Picture Show remake was not good. But anyways, the original from 75. This is Tim Curry's. Like, yeah. Tim Curry, like, guess. it's the... And Susan Sarandon, Susan Sarandon is in it. Yeah. Um, she got, like, really sick while making this movie because there was no heating. They filmed it, like, on location in, like, a British oh. mansion, and there was no heating. She got, like, pneumonia at the end. Anyways, oh, wow. Rocky Horror Picture Show, first time I ever saw it was in my church basement during Halloween. Wow. <laughs> so... My youth group leaders were very cool. Um, so, cool. Ro- Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, there's a reason why every Halloween, any good theater worth its salt has the live screenings and the audience participation. Just like the screening room. Exactly. We have, um, I think, three or four-ish screenings. Some of them are already sold out, mm. and it's for good reason. Again, yeah, yeah. it's just not necessarily... It doesn't take place at Halloween, Um no, but it's the element, I think, the very theatrical element of it. I feel like I don't even need to explain to audiences. No. If you don't know what Rocky Horror Picture Show is, you've been living under a rock or in Europe. A lot of if, my European friends don't know about it. If this is the first time you've ever heard of it, go to Google right now and just look it up. And I wouldn't say that it's, like, a good movie per se. It's a cult movie, though. Like it's it so has, fun. You know, it's yeah. so fun. And if you can... If you can if you have the opportunity to go to a uh, audience participation screening, by all means do it. Mm. I've gone, I've dressed up, I've participated, love it. It's so fun. It's so fun to be in a room with like just a bunch of weirdos. Like I'm a weirdo, being with other weirdos, weirdos, great. Love it. So do you just want to run down your list again? Just go through the yeah. 10, just name the movies again? So I have The Craft, The Addams Family, Beetlejuice, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Sleepy Hollow, The Haunting, Practical Magic, The Exorcist, Pet Cemetery, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Cool. And as I said, we will send these out on Screening in Kingston social media mm-hmm. later on today. We'll put these picks out. Uh, just before we get to kind of our last segment, do you have any quick movies you just want to name off that you didn't get on your list? Maybe just three honorable mentions or something? Yeah, sure. Let me... Oh, gosh. How do I how do I pick do from pick? my babies? Okay. <laughs> the Witch from 2015. Okay. It was... Um, uh, it was kind of a critical darling. It came out, I think, around the same time. Um, well, it came out a year after It Follows. It Follows is also on my long list. Um, the House of the Devil, if you like um, sort of a classic 1970s horror film. It's actually, it was made in 2009, but it literally feels like it's from the 1970s. Amazing. Um, definitely worth a watch. And for a weird vampire movie, um, The Hunger from 1983, David Bowie and... <laughs> is in it um it's a and susan sarandon again i'm pretty sure um definitely a different take on um uh the vampire mythology but a great one and if you like kind of new wave punk you're gonna like this one cool okay so those are our lists for top 10 um movies to watch at halloween if we missed anything or you think there's something that should be on a list uh send us an email yeah i want to hear it no we want to hear it uh even if you're afraid to email in just email in let us know we love to hear from you um okay well we're heading into our uh segment that everyone knows and loves that needs no introduction yet here's an intro for it anyway it's time for everyone's favorite segment beloved by every single listener not a great plan let's do a head count here your brother the demigod A super soldier, living legend, who kind of lives up to the legend. A man with breathtaking anger management issues. A couple of master assassins. And you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. 
That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Avatar's second and third sequels are done filming, but more importantly, they ditched the shitty papyrus logo. something special for Halloween. That was our Halloween <laughs> yes. segue or um, soundbite. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, the logo was kind of weird. In the new logo is also bad. So, I mean, Avatar is it's, its own conversation that within, you know, eight minutes we have left in the show, we can't really dive into it, but it's so interesting that they, they greenlit two signal, uh, sorry, two, um, uh, two movies that without even knowing how the next one would perform like so many years later like when did the first Avatar come out like it's been a very long time I want to say a decade that might mm. be um, too long <laughs> there's no <laughs> I, I wish there was more time between me and Avatar yeah, um, yeah. They've, and interestingly enough um, Miss Weaver how do you say her last name from Alien she's oh Courtney Weaver yep so she's in the sequels. Oh, she is she's, in the sequels. Yeah, okay. she's also, and she's playing a character that's unrelated to the first one. Mm. I don't know. Um, she said that they've already begun filming the fourth and fifth movie. So, okay. I mean, we can't forget that Avatar's the highest grossing film of all time. Yes. For better or for worse. I mean, Titanic was was before Avatar. It also launched a new piece of technology. I don't know if, if it being the highest performing movie had so much to do with the movie itself as much as what it was doing for for cinematography and for um, 3D. At the, yeah, I at guess the it was the revival yeah. of 3D, right? Because yeah. there was 3D in like the yeah. 50s, yeah, but, but this is like, like actual oh, yeah. and, 3D. And, you know, really doing a lot with CGI and how, anyway... We'll see. We'll you know, see. You, uh, listeners know how we feel about sequels, so yes. I think it goes without saying yeah. that we're we're gonna hold our tongues on these Avatar sequels. All right, uh, let's go to the next headline. Disney eyes Pirates of the Caribbean reboot from Deadpool writers. Well, that's interesting. Um, I think it's... Where to begin on this? I feel like it's so weird, like, the reboot, the phrase reboot. Like, I don't understand. To me, it's confusing when, in my lifetime, I'm seeing new... You know what I mean? Like, Pirates of the Caribbean, the last movie of it came out last year. How can you call it a reboot if the last movie was out last year? I I think what they mean by that is, is when you reboot something you're assuming everything that came before no longer exists oh. so they're, they're usually you know that's not all the time but usually with a reboot it's new cast new story just taking the name right just taking the the ip that everyone recognizes but don't you think it's weird when it's literally oh, for sure yeah because they did that with spy i mean what we're on to our third spider-man in like 15 years yeah and that that is also strange like yeah. especially like to to you know feel like you're in such trouble that you need to keep rebooting something as opposed to like letting it rest for a bit and then coming yeah. back to it i mean i'm certainly happy with the new spider-man we have but same i had the same reaction it's weird it like, why yeah so anyways and so with the deadpool writers they're obviously going with i mean i guess the original caribbean movies were kind of dark adult yeah. humor yeah. so i mean it's not like a weird i don't think it's a weird writing duo i just think it's like oh okay 
Do we really need more Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Too soon. Yeah, it seems way too soon. And I guess the article I read, I haven't seen the newest movie, but apparently the newest movie has kind of set it up for a reboot. That's weird to me, too, Mm -hmm. that the studios are into... I don't know. I'm not a a producer. I'm not a big Hmm. studio person, so I don't know what their game plans are, but it's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Okay, let's go to the next headline. More than half of movies since 1968 have been rated R, MPAA study finds. Makes me laugh every time. Uh, <laughs> um, that's really interesting and kind of a start. So, so more than half of the movies that have come out. What is it specifically since 1968, 1968. has been rated R? I'll be honest. I think I forgot huh. to like review this article. I thought the headline was really interesting, and then I think I never mm-hmm. read it, so I can't give you the exact details. But it's always, you know, when they're like, oh, study finds. But it'd be interesting to note, I feel like there's probably been way more movies since 1968. Oh, I'm sure. You know what I mean? So, like, just by merit of having, like, so many movies come out between now and 1968. Certainly the the volume of, of movies coming out and, like, the popular stream has increased quite a bit by then. Like, there used to be a lot of movies way back when film was kind of in its early stages where they were making movies all the time but it was so many that we lost so many that we lost and we don't know so yeah i'm sure that that's part of it but still it's an interesting statistic of more than half half because i think the majority of the movies i see are not rated r so i mean there's a lot that come out you know that that i don't see as well so it would also be interesting to know like are we talking about hollywood are we talking about europe i feel like foreign films have higher ratings or maybe not because I remember doing a research on the rating system. I think, you know, the Europeans are actually more laxed. Like, it's harder to get a rated R in Europe. I don't know. This is an interesting, just in terms of the numbers, you know what I mean? Like, weird. do we need that many movies that are rated R? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the film, because sometimes rated R can be done very, very well. It, it, again, it depends on the movie, but I, I'm just surprised that it's that high. In America, it's that. pretty hard to get an R rating, yeah. I thought. Like, it has yeah. to be, like, yeah. lots of sex, lots of murder, lots of swears. So the fact that even these movies were able to get that rating is kind of shocking me. And especially because studios want it to not get rated R so that more people can go see it. They, like, want 14-year-olds yeah. to see their movies. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's a, that's a lot to unpack, a lot to think about. Okay, we've got time for one more. Aquaman and Bumblebee box office projections are franchise worsts. So you'll have feelings about this. I can't really weigh in because you know that I'm not um, a, like a superhero movie well, person. Well, I'm not surprised because the last couple um, Transformers movies have been terrible. So yeah. is Bumblebee Transformers? Yeah, I didn't yeah, even know. I wasn't familiar with the name. Yeah, they're spinning off one character for like a solo movie. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Like it look the trailer looks interesting, but still Transformers have had such a bad rep that I think people don't want to go see it because it's just a CGI mess and it doesn't make a yeah. sense. People don't like it. And um, doesn't you have Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Shia fan. <laughs> okay. Another person who's gone Melt through some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aquaman. We've talked about this. We're yeah. kind of like, we're anticipating it not doing well. Listen, I mean, I, I, 
I I want it. You're not gonna meet somebody who wants DC movies and these movies to be, you know, more successful than than someone like me. Like I I really I grew up with DC even more than mm-hmm. Marvel. I love these characters. When you consistently make terrible mistakes in stupid movies, people will eventually catch on, and I think that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing with with they're projecting them to be franchise lows because Bumblebee is coming at the end of two or three Transformers movies that were terrible, and Aquaman. Um, other than Wonder Woman, DC hasn't had a, yeah. a good movie recently, so doesn't surprise me. The audience is savvy too; like they know what they, they want. Know what they so. want. So that's uh, that's it. We are done uh, this episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, mm-hmm. We will be back next week yes. with a live episode during the CFRC funding drive. Hopefully the mics work as well as hopefully, they did today. Hopefully they do. <laughs> um, go see some movies. Let us know what your Halloween favorites are, um, if we missed anything. And we will see you next week. Have a happy Halloween.